Channel shows would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. The big picture people, the experts in smart home cinema. Yamaha, professional commercial audio. Bar Bridges Australia, cooling the beers of a nation. The Stubby Club, the original stubby holder dispenser. Hamperworld, the gift specialist. Buffalo Sports, a brand name in sports since 1972. The Framing Queen, quality affordable framing. Broker Rocher, helping you make an impression. Nice to see you, nice to see you. I just said to Jack, I said, um, mate, I'm about to go out on stage. You'll be out in about 15 seconds. You just see the look on his face. He just went from brown to white. Uh, so we won't muck around. We will get him out here so as uh, he doesn't um, feel like he's left out there at the back. But he has got someone to chat to and still side bottom, which is pretty cool. Uh, I wanted to say welcome along to the That's Good Footy Panel Show. These are an old style type footy panel show, but this is where you get to have a lot of fun, meet the players, see them in a bit of a different light, have some fun with them, get some photos, that sort of stuff, all the things that you're always interested in. These shows are for the passionate fans. Is that you guys? Okay. There's a couple of people that are sitting out there going, maybe, Damo, I don't know. I'll get back to you. Who wants to meet these two? All right, let's get him out here. Please welcome to the show our first panellist. He was born on the 9th of December 2002. He's played a total of nine games and he's kicked a total of 12 goals. He made his AFL de debut back in 2021 and when he plays for the Collingwood Football Club, he wears the number 33 on his black. Could you please welcome to the stage, Jack Ginnivan. <laughs> Different? Yeah, a little bit of a change-up. So, yeah. <laughs> Always got to keep it fresh, only nine games in, but you can't let anyone get complacent. I like that. Very nice. Uh, nice to see you here, mate. Welcome to your first That's Good for Footy panel show. We were having a little bit of a chat out the back, and I said, oh, have you done any kind of appearances or anything yet? And he said, well, I've been to the club a few times, so, you know, <laughs> that'll do. We'll go with that. Um, but welcome along, mate. How's everything in your life at the moment? Yeah, um, really good. Just yeah. uh, not doing much, just playing footy and yeah. uh, not doing any uni or anything, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's just footy at the moment, but yeah, really enjoying it. Let's hope that soreness is all over and done with. We can get you back out in the paddock uh, playing some good football. Big game coming up this weekend. Yeah. Quite big. <laughs> uh, let's get into that, though, in a little bit uh, later. We have got a lot to get through. Let's get our second panellist out here. He was born on the 2nd of January in 1991. He's played a total of 269 games. Woo! And he's kicked 177 goals. He made his AFL debut back in 2009. And when he plays for the Collingwood Football Club, he wears the number 22 on his back. Please welcome to the stage, still side bottom. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dan. 
Steele. Well, nice little reaction from this beautiful audience sitting out there. It's great. It's, um, it's great to see so many fans at the footy and yeah. um, at good functions oh, like mate, this. Oh, mate, how well. good is it? It's so wonderful, one, to be back doing functions, but also to just be out there and having fans in, in the crowd in the stadiums. Um, big difference from obviously 2020 and 2021. Um, getting over to you, how's things with you, mate? You're looking quite well, nice and trim and looking after. Fatherhood? Yeah, yeah I'm a dad now. Um, Congratulations, how cool is that? Yeah, think, things are good. Um, Matilda's 19 months old now. Wow. Um, yeah, I think when things are good at home, usually, you know, you take things to the footy club. So if things are good at home, things are good at the footy club, then yeah. means a pretty good life. So yeah, yeah, good. Um, that's how I am at the moment. I'm, yeah. yeah, going well. Very nice, very nice, mate. Uh, well, what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into it straight away. We want to talk a little bit of football off the top. After we do that, we'll have a little bit of fun with you all, but we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the round six action. Let's get into it straight off the top. It's, uh, it's Friday, April the 22nd. There's no Thursday night game this week, which is great for me, uh, but Friday, April the 22nd, it's GWS versus St Kilda. GWS in 14th position versus St Kilda in 4th. It's at 7.50. It's up at um, Monica Oval. GWS got pumped by Melbourne to the tune of 67 points. But Toby Green is back after six weeks. Jack Higgins came back into the form with five, and Max King is becoming a real target down forward. All I'm going to ask you, boys, is if you could give me a tip out of GWS and St Kilda coming up on Friday night. Who do you think? Uh, I reckon the Giants with Toby back. He's a yeah. star, so, yeah. It'd be nice for them to get one on the board, and I think, you know, he's the forward they've been missing. What are your thoughts, Steele? Yeah, I'm going to follow Jack. I think it's a GWS home game in Canberra, so yeah. I'm sure they'll use that to their advantage. <laughs> to their advantage. Uh, let's go on to our next game. It's Saturday, April the 23rd. It's the Crows in 13th versus the Bulldogs in 10th. This game is at 1.45 at Mars Stadium up in Ballarat. Crows uh, got over the line beating the Tigers by 19. Tex with five. Good return to form. Sloan looks like he could be out for the season um, with a, a knee. Norton and Waitman both with five for the Doggies. Doggies smashed the Roos by 68. Give us a tip on this one, boys. Crows versus Bulldogs at Mars. Yeah, I reckon the Dogs will smash them. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Smash them. Dogs for mine too. Good. All right. There we go. Let's get on to the next game then. Uh, this is West Coast who are in 16th versus Port versus... Uh, who are in 18th. This, this game is at 4.35 at Adelaide Oval. Uh, West Coast, after beating the Pies last week, then went down by 63 to Sydney. It's an up and down kind of season, isn't it? Uh, Nick Nat is a big loss to uh, the West Coast. Port nearly got over the line against the Blues, losing by three. Um, but Port are sitting 0-5. and five. There's uh, probably going to be some questions asked. They're going to have to come out. And probably did uh, training this week with mouth guards in, I'd be suggesting. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Who do you think could win this? Uh, yeah, I think Port, they have to <laughs> win eventually. So, <laughs> yeah, I reckon Port. Okay. Yeah, Port. Did you say Port home game? Uh, yeah, well, it's at Adelaide Oval, yeah, yeah. so I think Port will get their first win this week, yeah. Wow, OK, good. Uh, Frio versus Carlton. Frio in second position, Carlton in sixth. 7.40pm at Optus Stadium. Frio came to play against the hapless Bombers outfit, beating them by 48. Carlton's for forwards in Kerno uh, with five and Mackay uh, with three are coming together nicely. Also wanted to speak about seven goals to Tavner uh, from Fremantle. What do you think here, boys? It's a... Uh, it's probably a, going to be an interesting game. It, it is a, a travelling one for Carlton playing in Optus, but Freo versus Carlton. Yeah, I reckon Freo over there, they'll be hard to beat. So, yeah, okay. I reckon Freo. Yeah, and I think, like everyone in this room, would love to see Freo flog Carlton. <laughs> yeah. 
see, that, they're the kind of answers you've got to give, and that's how you win the crowd over. That's bloody perfect. Thanks, Sheila. You can tell you've done a few of these before. Um, Sunday, April the 24th, let's go to this game. It's North Melbourne in seventh position versus Geelong in 17th, um, other way around. Uh, 1.10pm. Uh, this game is at Blundstone Arena. North looked defensively and offensively like there was no structure at all. Um, they've lost... They've only won five of their last 35 games. It's not a, not a really good record that they've got going in. Um, they lost to the Dogs by 68. Cats went down to the Hawks in a seesawing battle at the G by 12. What do you boys think here? Yeah, I'll go Cats. Pretty yeah. easy. <laughs> cats for me. Cats, yeah. Well, they are playing down in Tasmania, so I don't think there's any home ground. I don't think there's anywhere in Australia where there's a home ground advantage for North Melbourne. So uh, let's move over to this game. Uh, Gold Coast in 12th position, Brisbane in 3rd. This game is at 4.10pm at Metricon. Uh, it's the Battle of the Suntan Lotions. Um, suns have come uh, to be... B uh, suns haven't been too bad, just need to find some consistency. Lions are obviously 4-1. and one. Uh, Yeah, Brisbane are a good side, but I'm going to go Gold Coast. You know, I've Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I might tip Brisbane. Yeah, all right. Since, since prevails. Mm, let's see how this one goes. Um, Richmond versus Melbourne, this game. Richmond in 11th versus Melbourne in 1st. 7.25pm at the MCG. Tigers finding it hard to define where they're at. They're a bit up and down, hot and cold, whereas the Ds, on the other hand, seem to know exactly where they're at. Big game for both clubs and a special Twilight Anzac Day Eve game, which they're both stamping as their own. Give us a tip on this one, boys. What do you think? Ds. Ds? Yeah, Ds. Ds. Too easy, all right. Um, very insightful, all right, so just get into it. Uh, Monday, April the 25th is this game. Uh, this is Hawthorne versus Sydney. Don't start clapping yet. Um, that, that's coming. Uh, Hawthorne are sitting in eighth position versus Sydney in fifth, 12.30pm at University Stadium uh, down in Tasmania. Hawks are doing well considering all the outside noise being bandied around, proving the old saying, we only listen to what happens within these four walls. Obviously, that's what's going on. Dylan Moore kicked four. Sydney, they were a real dark horse. Nobody on the weekend, uh, but players like Mills and Heaney are leading from the front. Give us a tip on this one. What do you think? Uh, I'm an ex-Hawks man, so Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll tip the Swannies. OK. Uh, that's not how you win the crowd either, by the way, uh, just to let you know, but that's not bad. Uh, Swannies for you, Steelo. All right. Uh, let's go to this game. This is a game you can clap for if you like. Now, this is Essendon in 15th versus Collingwood in 9th. This game, 3.20pm. Classic 3.20pm time slot, MCG. Last week, uh, there was a, a push in the back and no free kick was paid. I'm going to talk about that stuff. You guys aren't allowed to. Um, this is not in relation to the Essendon and the Collingwood game, but there was a couple of little contentious issues that happened both last week and the week before, which I want to go into, because we're going to talk in greater depth about the Essendon and the Collingwood game. It's difficult for you guys to even listen to this, I can tell. But last week there was a push in the back and there was no free kick which was paid. This week there was a demonstrative action of throwing your arms out and asking the question and a 50-metre penalty was paid. Now, I know you boys can't speak about it, but I think from both a player's and supporter's uh, perspective, there needs to be a little bit more consistency around the rulings given by the umpires or the directives from the AFL. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, but we, we love the umpires and we want to respect them, but it's very hard when the directives that they're getting aren't consistent and we need that sort of thing to stop. Um, I want to now move on to talking about the game that you all came here to find out a little bit more about. This is in a segment called Tell Me More. 
All right. Each week we ask the panel. You can have, feel free to grab a drink, Jack. Each week we ask the panelists to give their thoughts and opinions on things happening both in and around football. We're not trying to make or break the news here. Still, we just want to get their insight. So let's do it. Discussion. I'm, this is actually going to be the first part of this segment. It's going to be referred to uh, you a lot. Uh, you've got a new coach, a new game plan, a new mantra, which sees you after five rounds to be sitting at two and three. So the first question is to you, Stilo. Who's been? What has been the most noticeable difference in the pies this year compared to under Bucks? Um, yeah, good question. Um, I think clearly when, um, you know, we've had a lot of change, not only the head coach, but we've had some new assistant coaches come in. Um, we've had a new head of fitness as well. So there's been a lot of change at the footy club. Um, the environment is, as I said earlier, very enjoyable um, to turn up to and and come to work, as we call it, every day. So um, I guess the environment definitely is a big change. Um, and I, I think the, the way that we've been playing, um, you know, we seem to kick the ball long, get more territory with our games, and, um, yeah, more of a sort of contested style of game that we're looking for this year, a lot of, um, a lot of contests, get the ball forward and try and lock it, lock it in our half. Yeah, good. What's uh, pre-season been like under Fly? And you can both answer this one. Um, yeah, it's been really enjoyable for me. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously didn't know him coming in. Um, so, yeah, like Steele just said, there's been a lot of change in the club and um, obviously Justin Lepich and uh, Brennan Bolton as well. So, yeah, it's been really refreshing and, uh, yeah, really enjoyable. Good, good. Um, what's his coaching style like, the Fly? Give us a little bit of an insight into it. Um, well, I think... Firstly, he's just a great person. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, when you're coaching someone, um, you want to sort of have guys sort of bind to you as the person before, you know, the X's and O's and all that kind of thing happens. And I, me personally, and, and I'm sure Jack as well, really um, love what Fly brings to the footy club. Yep. Um, he wants guys to be themselves. Um, you know, there's... A lot of different personalities and things like that, but at the end of the day, he wants you to be you, um, yeah. so you can turn up, um, be comfortable, and and that's when you'll you'll achieve more and, and do your best. Yeah. Without using the two as a comparison, was Bucks similar to that, or he had a different, you know, ulterior motive, or was there what what was what's the real difference in in both of their coaching styles? Well, I didn't really have bucks for no. that long, but um, Fly, Fly's a very calm person, a calm influence. Um, yeah, I didn't have much to do with bucks, but okay. um, I, I feel like he was a little bit more intense, which is fine. Um, mm. But yeah, Fly's, Fly's really calming and uh, yeah, soothing sort of influence on me. I feel oh, good. Like. Okay. And your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, Bucks sort of love to um, have control of everything, sort of, um, where Fly sort of takes, you know, a little bit of a um, backward seat at times and, and lets his um, assistants, you know, do the coaching. Um, both, you know, um, different styles, but, you know, Bucks, f for me, was a great coach as well and someone, you know, I love to play under. So, um, yeah, both a little bit different in that way, but, um, yeah, both for me, have been enjoyable, yeah. Brilliant. OK. Let's talk about the game. I'll get you out of the hot seat and move straight on to this. Uh, your last game, let's chat about it, it was on Thursday night. Uh, Brisbane's ball movement was lightning quick. You only need to give them a sniff. The pressure was certainly on the ball carrier in the midfield. One mistake resulting in a turnover and they'll make you, you make you pay, especially at the Gabba. 
Did the coach realise this or was it just part of Geordie's role that halfway through the first he moved him into the centre bounce um, because as soon as he did he won the clearances and gave you back some of the momentum? Is that part of Geordie's his role at the club? Yeah, it definitely is part of his role. Um, he won't play 100% midfield, so he'll, he'll um, flip forward, um, pinch hit in the middle, but I think... You know, guys like himself and, and Billy when, you know, he was playing are very dynamic players and um, are very good in the centre bounce. But then if you put them in the centre bounce, they're very good forward as well. So yeah. it'd be nice to have two of those kind of players. But, um, yeah, they'll just chop and change when they see fit. Is it fair to use uh, Dustin Martin as a comparison to how Geordie plays in that, that style and also that role? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, 100%, I think. Okay. Um, you know, when you can go into the midfield and have 30-odd touches and then you can go forward and kick four goals in, and three in one quarter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty special. Yeah, it's a nice asset to have for sure. Geordie had a good game, by the way, ending up with four goals and 21 disposals. That in and under in his game, which allows your outside runners to get on the move is a real factor. Um, I want to discuss your defence because I think the other night uh, these three guys really kept you in the game. I speak of Jeremy Howe, who played in his 200th, Darcy Moore, Darcy, who I can't speak highly enough of, great to see us put pen to paper and signed for six years. But it was also great to see Jordan Ruffhead back after his first game, although I now think that he's come down with an injury and won't be playing in Anzac Day. But uh, he, along with both Darcy and Jez, took some really good uh, last-line defensive marks and were part of some real effective spoils. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, both three very good players, you're right. Um, you know, hopefully we don't... Um, put them in too many contests, um, put them under the pump, probably like we did a little bit on Thursday that they don't have to, you know, be relied upon so much. But um, I think a little bit, little bit of the game is we had plenty of opportunities. Um, you know, we had the ball up our end plenty of time to, to score, but unfortunately we just weren't able to um, make use of all of those. But, um, yeah, like, like anything... We'll, we'll learn from those opportunities and um, hopefully this weekend we can put more score on the board. Absolutely. Um, I just want to allude to the fact I bring up their contribution because it was like Brisbane at times had their forward line stacked with options trying to put some real scoreboard pressure on. The coach was moving the magnets around a bit to accommodate the Lions game and game plan and structure. You got some good games out of McInnes and Kruger because, man, they had their hands full um, early with Brisbane's defensive pressure and being your only targets up forward with no Elliott and no Majacek. But they ended up kicking two each. Uh, Nathan's only played four AFL games and had been playing down back, so it was a good result from him. And Reef has only uh, had a bit of a bad luck with his um, injuries, uh, putting his uh, AFL career uh, on hold in some ways. This was only his third game, a real baptism of fire for both of them. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, I'm uh, really good mates with Reef. Um, same age. Um, yeah, both born in December, so both pretty young. Um, yeah, he went really well on the weekend, kicked 2 2, and um, we're just loving his pressure at the moment. And um, with Bo out of the side, we need pressure players. So, yeah, yeah. Reef's providing us that. And then also with Krugs, he only played, I think, four or five games of AFL, and um, he's just so reliable bringing the ball to ground for us. And, we need that for me, and uh, yeah, Bo is small forwards and Billy, and uh, yeah, we can capitalise on that. So yeah. he doesn't hold back, Cruz, does he? He sees a contest, man. He's going in there for it, and he doesn't mind a little bit of the rough and tumble and and flying for it. Um, but I want to bring you into the conversation now, Jack. Nine games in, mate. Um, what's it been like for you? How's the soreness, and can we discuss the soreness? Yeah, uh, it was a calf strain, so okay. there's a little bit more of soreness. Um, yes. 
Good. Steel has had it before, so yeah, it should be right for this week on Monday. Um, but yeah, I'll be fine. I'll good. be ready to go. Good, good. Um, I want to also ask you, it is a big game coming up. Um, this will be your first Anzac Day. Yep. How are you feeling about it? What's your head like at the moment, thinking about it? Um, I don't really get nervous. I'm not really a nervous person. So, um, yeah, I'm just really keen to oh, get back out there and, uh, yeah, show people what I've got. Great. You can see he's got a bit of confidence, can't you? You know, um, which I love. Uh, exactly when I spoke to Steeler and I said, oh, look, we'll, get, we'll do a Collingwood show. Who do you reckon? And, and then we both discussed it and we both went, Jack Ginevan, yeah, let's get him on. So, yeah, good to have you. It's great. Uh, I hope you do well. Uh, highlights. In the last roll of the dice, with 15 left in, in the last, Darcy got moved from down back to the forward line and managed to snag one, bring the difference back to 18 points. Then a pivotal moment with 13 left on the clock, up steps Geordie to bring the difference back to nine. I bring up these points because even though you guys went down only by seven, you didn't do yourself any injustice. Yeah, I, I think... Um the way we sort of fought out that, that last mm. quarter. Um, you know, you're not going to win, win them all, but the mm. way we sort of finished off, um, you know, showed good spirit and fight yeah. within the boys. So, um, you know, although we're not going to win every game, you know, we'll make sure that we keep fighting them out to the end and um, hopefully the way we finished will be the way we start on yeah. Monday. Good. I like it. Let's talk about that upcoming games. Round six action sees you boys playing in what I would suggest is the biggest game outside of playing in finals for the club. It's Anzac Day against the Bombers at the G on Monday at 3.20. They got thrashed by the Dockers at Marvel last Sunday by 48 points. They only have one from five, but this game always stirs up emotions and won't be without its challenges. Ins and outs, thoughts and the last word. I'd like to get it from you boys. Ins and outs, can you give me any information? Jordan Ruffhead, he is going to miss. Is that the, the yeah, male at the moment? Yeah, uh, um, had surgery on his finger. So, um, yeah, pretty disappointing, but I, I yeah. don't think it's too long. It's only three weeks, I think. So, yeah, yeah uh, he'll be out. And then hopefully I'll come back in, but yeah. never know. And, uh, yeah, Bo's ready to go as well, I think. So, yeah, there'll be a few ins and a few Good. outs. Um, very disappointing to see Jamie go down. I mean, he's had a wretched run of injuries, I think. Ended up 64 out of 114 games or something um, that he's only been able to play, which is really sad for... I love the boy. I've had him on the show a couple of times. He's just a great kid, but I just feel really sorry for him. Any other thoughts? Um, your last word? Give us... Um, on Billy, the game? Uh, I think we'll go the game. Just The game is... That? Yeah, there'll be a few changes, I'm sure. Um, and we'll flog the dons. Yeah. Well... <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I know that Essendon, even the interview that Dyson Epple, he was, looked really flat. Um, they're not playing a good brand of football at the moment. They're going to need to lift. As I said, Anzac Day stirs a hell of a lot of emotions in everybody, let alone you two teams uh, going out and playing head-to-head -head against each other. Um, I'll go over to round seven. Um, you're back at the G to take on the Suns at 1.10pm on Sunday, May the 1st. We only talk about two weeks of footy because the old cliche is we're only taking one week at a time. Um, very true. Um, so we all know that you guys want to win and you go in with the expectations of doing that. So all I'm going to say is good luck with your next two weeks of footy. Be the best you can be and enjoy your football. That's it, folks. Can we put our hands together for Stu and Jack?